Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So... You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. about Anthony Bourdain's life. Okay, I had sort of teased this on an earlier episode um, this week. There were two documentaries that I recently watched that I wanted to talk about. One is White Hot, the story of Abercrombie and Fitch. You know, I want to know all your thoughts on this because you guys are always smarter than I am and then maybe you'll have some sage wisdom. But I'm not going to lie to you. I found myself bored with White Hot, the Abercrombie story. I fast forwarded through a lot of it. And I found the most interesting interesting thing, to be honest, there was like two things. Okay, three things to be that were fascinating to me are all the celebrities, the A-list celebrities now that were Abercrombie models back in like the early aughts. Um, Olivia Wilde, Channing Tatum. Do you guys remember seeing any of these people? Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law. What? Uh... Who's that, um, you know, guy that played Christian uh, Grey or whatever? I mean, those, that was like the most fascinating part to me. I was like, oh, they were Abercrombie models? Um, Heidi Klum. Did you know that Heidi Klum? I, January Jones. Did anyone know that January Jones from Mad Men, that she was an Abercrombie model? Had no clue, y'all. Like, not a rip. Nikki Reed from her Twilight co-star. Lutz redid some modeling for a and in 2004. Taylor Kitsch, um, before he was Tim Riggins, the Friday Night Lights alum. Oh, my God. He's so hot, actually. And it's so weird. He's like a person that's changed. His look has changed a lot. He was an Abercrombie model. I had no idea. Emma Roberts? What? Um, 2005, she did an ad. Did anyone? I didn't even know that Abercrombie was still that hot. In 2005. All right, maybe I'll go back and look. You know, maybe I'll go back and, like, give it a watch. Anyway, um, and also um, Scott Eastwood? 
Flags, you know, Scott Eastwood, of course, Clint Eastwood's son. Flags of Our Fathers actor was named one of Abercrombie and Fitch's stars on the rise in 2013. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Abercrombie and Fitch was still around in 2013. Like, anyone cared about that brand then? No way. Ashton Kutcher was also one. That was, like, back in 1998, though. Um, So I found this to be really fascinating. Taylor Swift, no idea, had no idea. In 2003, Abercrombie uh, ad for three years before she released her self-titled album. She was in it? God, Ari, maybe I could have been in it. Jesse McCartney, the singer? Okay, you know what? I should have gone back and, like, auditioned. I guess, too, you know, this was not as fascinating for me, the documentary, because I also could never fit in any of the Abercrombie clothes. I was very, I was super fat. You guys know this from the time I was, like, six years old. So when my friends and stuff would go to the mall, like, the main mall, and shop Abercrombie, I like, I, I couldn't even get into any of the T-shirts, which I guess was great, because who knows? I probably would have ended up buying the, like, really racist ones that they ended up selling, like, later on, like the Buddha Bash and, like, two Wongs can make it white. Like, I mean, what? Like, they actually, do you guys remember when they put these out? I feel like there were people in my school that wore those in 2000, and nobody, like, no one thought anything of it. Anyway. I found this boring because essentially the whole thing is like they wanted only like preppy white kids to shop there. Uh, They wanted only skinny white kids to shop there. And I wasn't preppy or skinny, so I never shopped there. So I guess I don't have like this great tie to it because I could only fit into their socks, you know, or I could only put on their like offensively sprayed cologne that was fucking that was like oozing out of the doors when you walk through the mall. It was like, oh, there's Abercrombie because I can like... I have an instant headache from their cologne. So that part of it I found really fascinating. Who modeled for them? The rest of it I, I found, and this is this is why I'm talking about the Anthony Bourdain documentary, because I found the, the people that they interviewed in the Bourdain Roadrunner documentary to be a bazillion times more interesting than the people in the Abercrombie. It was it's just like it's a few former models. It's nobody that famous. So instantly I'm out. <laughs> Give me celebrity or give me nothing. I don't know. There was some journalists. It just, it, it, you know, there was a one, there was one woman, I guess there was one person I think that worked for the Abercrombie brand. She was like kind of fascinating, but for the most part, you know, there's a Jeffrey Epstein tie. The guy that supposedly left all his fortune to Jeffrey Epstein ended up buying Abercrombie and hired the guy that kind of led it as the CEO. Um, but, you know, to me, it was like, a time when Abercrombie was hot. I couldn't even tell you. I didn't even know Abercrombie was around as late as 2013. I I, I didn't even know they're still around. Um, do people buy their clothes a lot now? It's just, it's not a brand you hear. I mean, you have, you hear women talk about, I don't know, they're on Sheen, they're on Revolve. They're, I, I don't hear anybody going, oh, I can't wait for the Abercrombie jeans to drop. Like, what? I, I don't know anybody that's... So I, I, I just, I watched it and I was kind of instantly bored. I think it was, you know, yeah. I mean, now looking back, you're like, oh, I see exactly who they, and I, I think I knew that too in 2000, in 2000, because I had a cousin that worked for Abercrombie for a couple of months and she was blonde and very skinny. She was like an athlete's build. She's very attractive. And I can remember you could only wear, like as their associate, you could only wear Abercrombie clothes and you had to buy them making probably all of $8 an hour, right? So there was this, I I remember her being like, I can't even afford to work there. And that was like in 2000, you know? So, I mean, I think everybody, I kind of knew, I guess, 
I guess it was like this sort of elitist in a way that was obviously racist and race, like racist practicing. Yet at the time, right, did we all think about their, you know, you didn't think about their the, the racism they were using towards Asian people when you saw their graphic tees. I didn't. Maybe I, I was 17. I guess I wasn't that like aware of the world. So I didn't own any of their clothes. I couldn't fit in them. And I just found the documentary to that. The only other thing I found interesting, because I didn't think, I didn't know why they did this, is in Abercrombie stores. Do you all remember the Abercrombie stores? There used to be these shutters on the windows and they were closed. So you couldn't see what was in. So it, it was actually a sales strategy to get you to go in the store to see what was in there. I thought it was just like looking like a cool tiki bar in Key West, that that's what they were going for. <laughs> I didn't know. Did you know that? I had no idea that that was why they wanted people to come in. Anyway, they peaked years ago. Now they, they the long story short is, of course, they've done an overhaul of their um, their marketing and their programming. All their models used to be white, run around nude. Now, of course, they're about, inc- you know, um, inclusiveness, which they should be, right? Every, uh, every brand should. I, I have so many different color, background, diverse friends. It's like, yeah, that's to me how the world works. Like, I. Uh, who has an all-white friend group anymore? I would hope not. After you become like an adult out of your town. Anyway, that's my own personal thing. So I, you know, I found it to be boring. I found most of the people in it to be boring. And um, I just think it was a time when people weren't that aware. And now people are. And they're trying to do an overhaul and be like, hey, we're inclusive and come to our website. And maybe that's working. Maybe, I don't know, maybe teenage kids and 20-year-olds do um, do like watch, I just, or do like go and shop there. But I just, no, I wasn't that interested to it, into it. Um, so what I really wanted to talk about was Roadrunner, which I was highly interested in, which is the documentary that's been released. It came out in July of 2021. It's the life of Anthony Bourdain, the life and death. It's beyond good. Morgan Neville. Morgan Neville is an incredible filmmaker. If only I could be a fraction of Morgan Neville when it comes to documentaries, 20 Feet from Stardom, one of the greatest documentaries probably ever. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor about Fred Rogers, another excellent one. And now we have Roadrunner, The Life and Death of Anthony Bourdain. And it is, like, it's just this, the, the guests are so deep in the way that they're talking about him and their friendships, in how Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, even became a TV show. It was a husband and wife who, who you know, he Anthony Bourdain became famous. And I didn't give a rip about Anthony Bourdain, except for Sammy Kay, who I worked for in radio. Anthony was like his idol because Sammy loved food. He loved Kitchen Confidential was a book where Anthony Bourdain essentially outed the ways of like, you know, that they would take a bread basket from a table and like any bread that hadn't been eaten, they just throw it in another basket. Like all these, you know, really unsanitary things that would go on in restaurants, which made Anthony Bourdain very famous. I didn't even realize that Bradley Cooper, a young Bradley Cooper, starred in a a movie about the book, Kitchen Confidential, and played Bourdain. What? I had no idea. Anyway, um, so... The film features from friends, these two filmmakers or these two producers who are a husband and wife team who come to Anthony and do want to do parts unknown with him to his second wife um, to, you know, other famous chefs. It's just like this great variety of individuals painting the picture 
of a person who, I guess what's so amazing about it is, yes, Anthony had skeletons in his closet for sure. I mean, he was a recovering heroin addict or had recovered. Uh, and no, you know, his autopsy, no drugs or alcohol were even found in his body. I mean, he, he committed suicide of sound mind. So it is, it just takes you through the journey of how this guy, and by the way, he didn't even become famous until 43. Like at 43, he'd left his last kitchen or he, a, um, he was working at a kitchen. I think he thought he was going to get fired. He writes this book. He never even tells his boss book comes out. And then like a couple weeks later, he's like starting to be a New York time bestseller and being booked on like the today show. Very late in life. He was with his high school sweetheart for 30 years, his first wife. Did anyone know this about Anthony Bourdain? I mean, I paid attention to Anthony Bourdain when he was sort of very, like, you know, handsome looking as an older guy, like so much swagger, so much attitude, and single. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. 30 years he was with his first partner and then wife. They get divorced as fame starts popping off. He meets this other woman that he was just smitten with that he has his daughter with. And this couple, oh my God. I mean, it's just, it is truly a Hollywood story. This couple comes to him and they're like, I think we could make a travel food show about you. They like, they take their money. They take 
Um, and by the way, the film is titled Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain by Marvin Neville, right? So they, and it's a lot of footage of Anthony. Um, so it, it's a lot of like behind the scenes, like video, um, video from his Instagram that they even saved, that people had saved. It's it's so eerie and good. Um, so this couple takes him to like Hong Kong, right? Where they're going to film their first episode. And they, um, the, the first night they shoot, they're just like, they were like, they both go home, the couple, and like they start to cry. And they're, they're like, this is, we've bet the farm on this guy who is completely shy, who's not that interesting, and is not a TV host. And they really didn't know what to do because he was not this like, once you got him filming, he wasn't this charismatic, interesting guy that he was in the book and on the Today Show. Oh, my God. But they end up kind of working with him, and they they end up sort of finding his pace, which was he wanted to be mic'd up. He wanted to walk around. He just wanted them to be ready, and he wanted to, to like, interact with people on the street, which I connected with so much because when I do things, I feel like that's exactly what I do, too. So when I'm doing interviews or person on the street, it's like, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's not rehearse, you know? Anyway, so slowly, slowly, they, they do a couple of episodes and then they begin to get a following and people were really into the show. And at first, he starts to do things, you know, for the camera, like try really eccentric foods, like they kill a rattlesnake and then he eats its like still pulsing heart. Ah, and describes so gross, like, ah, you know, he goes out into the wilderness and kills like a wild pig or a boar and then they eat it. Ah. This is why I'm meant to do what I'm meant to do. Um, so it it follows this beautiful life. He has his daughter. And then, I mean, of course, you know, the, probably the most, I mean, really, the most riveting part is the last 15, 20 minutes of his life when he gets divorced from his second wife. And fame starts to take over, right? So fame, you know, he starts to be so famous every pocket of the world. People want his photograph. They come up to him and eat. There's sort of no rest. And he starts filming 200 days out of the year all across the world. So it's it's beginning to wear on him in a way. Um, and not only that, but they're going to more and more exotic places and places that are countries that are struggling with more difficult things than here in the United States. You know, hunger, for example. Okay, obviously we know many people here in this country are hungry. But, you know, he goes to a country, they, they, they film this segment, and then there's a lot of, like, starving people from the village, like, gathering. And so Anthony and his team say, of course, well, we'll, we'll give the food to everyone. And then, like, these fights are up between children. And, like, older children are taking off their belts and going to beat younger children. I mean, you're seeing, you, you begin to see this picture of, like, oh, yeah. These are all the things of parts unknown that we might have seen, but like the actual toll of witnessing them traveling 200 days out of the year, getting no, you know, you're, you're always on. It's like, oh, right. But of course, spoiler alert for this whole thing, the most fascinating part, you know, he starts dating Asia Argento, which who's a very famous, she comes from a long history of Italian filmmakers. She famously went to Cannes Film Festival and said that she was raped by Harvey Weinstein, a Harvey Weinstein victim. And she, but I love how the film does not portray her as this like femme fatale that brought him down, but just basically says that the two of them together were very, um, you know, they burned like red hot and like had high highs and low lows. And of course, she begins to help him um, film Parts Unknown, 
or at that point, I think it was like something else um, titled for Anthony Bourdain's show. And, you know, of course, that begins to cause all kinds of problems. Like other crew members are fired because they don't get along with her. They don't see her vision. She brings along this other weird artist. I don't know. They all like they're drunk all the time, like having dance parties. It's just like you can see how it's like, ugh, like together they were so toxic. But the film does a great job of basically saying Anthony had this addictive personality that went from heroin to the show or other people. And he became so kind of obsessed with her that he really drove her away because he just like would get on things and get on the like Harvey Weinstein thing. And and there was no nuance. And he cut off friends who were being accused of things before they was even found out if it was right or not like you know they were accused of like me too things but some of them didn't even do it um but anthony had already cut them off so we get to like the final days of his life and he's filming and everything's things seems good and he's tired and like the day or two before his death asia argento is seen in a tabloid in Italy with another man holding hands, making out. And essentially the wildest part is they basically said that Anthony was not quote unquote depressed. You know, he just was like, they really feel like he just killed himself in a moment of lapse, like in a moment of just being probably a combination of things, maybe, you know, extremely exhausted, you know, obviously he was like madly in love with Asia Argento, um, you know, feeling hopeless, feeling this sense of like he could, he was almost becoming agoraphobic, which means you stay in all the time, but he was still out shooting. I mean, it is so, because lots of times when we watch films about celebrities who have passed, there's like a long path to their destruction, like years and years of addiction, years and years of like poor choices. And then it kind of like all culminates, right? But there really wasn't one thing. And to just see how much he meant to like his audience, to the people he worked with. And of course, you know, there was a part of him that was a real asshole, which I think everybody saw, you know, everyone kind of got. Um, oh, it's one of my favorites. It was so good. I, I think I spent $14.99 on Amazon and it was worth every penny. But you can watch it on CNN+. Plus. I would love to know your thoughts. Maybe I need to go back to and white, watch White Hot, the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary. I just, I wasn't that, I feel like when I watched the depth and like how much went into Anthony's show and how it, how it grew and like, I just, there's so much depth there and I'm just like Abercrombie and Fitch, like, ugh, basic. <laughs> ending there all right you can always follow me um at the sarah fraser show on tiktok on instagram if your business would like to advertise you see it all the time thanks to you guys my clients get great roi i'm offering specials year round you can email the sarah fraser show at gmail.com doesn't matter if you're a dc-based um business or nationwide email the sarah fraser show at gmail.com that goes for if you have a tip um are you a former tlc star do you know dirt on a tlc person email me and tell me we can always connect to via phone and then on top of that you can book me on cameo my cameo specials continue at just ten dollars a pop for a limited time cameo.com slash sarah fraser bye